Hello and welcome everyone to the show, a Happy Healthy Summit. I am very pleased to introduce a special guest that we have with us today. She is a neuroscientist coming all the way from Australia. This is Dr. Selena Bartlett. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. It's pretty exciting to be here. Isn't oh, it? This is what I love about technology. We get to communicate across Pacific. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like you're sitting right here next to me. Yeah. And where are you? Exactly? <laughs> I am in San Francisco, California. Yes. That's where my son is. I'll be there next week. week oh, after. wonderful. Wonderful. Is that UC Berkeley? Oh, Berkeley. Yeah. Not <laughs> yeah. too far from us. You know, just a little yeah. bridge right away. Yeah. Great, great. All right. Well, for those that may not know, Dr. Bartlett has done great research in the study of the brain, uh, sugar, obesity, and how sugar plays a major role in its effect on the brain. Um, would you care to elaborate on that, doctor, and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes. So um, my journey to become a neuroscientist started as a pharmacist. Um, in the late 80s, my sister got a very bad uh, mental illness and I was in hospital with her and I decided to go back do my PhD. And I actually ran a lab at UCSF for 12 years, just near you. Um, and I was actually head of a program to develop medications for alcohol addiction. And um, on my transition back to Australia, they recruited me back here. I discovered neuroplasticity, the ability of the brain to change forever. And also our lab showed... Um, we were using sugar as a control in our experiments with alcohol addiction. Yes, a control, wow. I'm an alcohol addiction neuroscientist. And what we went on to demonstrate was that sugar changes the brain and activates the same addictive pathways in the brain that alcohol and nicotine do, the exact same ones. Wow. wow. And we were shocked by those discoveries. And um, me personally, and I actually love sugar. And it was the way I could handle my stress after a hard, you know, I ran a big lab and was raising children. So I'd have a glass of wine or two. And I love sugar. It was my go-to during the day at work when I was dealing with some toxic people, uh, for example. <laughs> right, <laughs> and then right. I, the thing that I wanted to tell your audience and why I'm so passionate about this and have come out of my lab, I also do research in this area now. And we've actually showed just recently, we haven't published this, but it actually starts to advance um, the development of brain tumours as well, um, having too much sugar in your diet. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty extraordinary. It changes the neuroinflammation in your body and your brain, and it drives you to want to have more, basically. Interesting. Yes, I, yeah. I remember hearing that in your podcast. Yes. Um, yeah, your podcast was very interesting. Uh, the Shining Mind, Women on the Rise. Uh, the yes. specific ep episode that I listened to was was uh sugar um sorry sweet ass sweet <laughs> yeah, ass sweet ass, sweet ass. Yeah. so it, i got invited to do the plenary uh symposium it's called a phys symposium because in new zealand they're trying to um uh, it's a very big problem obesity in australia and new zealand as well like the predictions are if we don't make a change it's going to be 80 percent of us overweight and obese by 2025 wow. and um and sugar's just got one specific role it's not the only thing of course as you know you need to be exercising moving our bodies just as your 
company says love live fitness right. um, really important really really important because that's another thing we can talk about exercise really changes the brain too it's one of the most potent things you can do to reduce the impact of sugar on the brain as you know right. outside taking down the number of sugary beverages you drink but at this fizz symposium what they're trying to do is um as they've tried to do and they've done in berkeley is put taxes on soda um but the other thing, that's really difficult to do because people don't like new taxes. But what they're doing that looks like it's having some impact is making water-only schools. Now, isn't that interesting? Yeah. So you're not allowed to sell beverages into schools because there's sugar in everything. It's not just in what you think. It's not just right. Pepsi and whatever the brand names. It's also now you see it in the kids are having boba teas and these sizes are huge. And if you go in and get one of those teas, you look at how much sugar is in one of those, for example. Right. So Everything's if they're disguising, right. So if they're disguising sugar, that means they're not necessarily saying that there's sugar on the label in the ingredients. Right, they make it look healthy. And I've been in that boat myself where when you think it's being sold to you, especially when it's dressed up as something fun and it's a social media thing too, right? Um, the kids want to be fitting in and they follow each other. But if, but when I go into one of those stores, right, where you think it's healthier choices than the old style soda, I actually think it could be worse, to be honest, because the sizes are huge and you should see how much sugar is going into them. Anyway, this is not just about sugary beverages. It's also about food. So food, sugar went into all the foods um, in 1970 and they replaced fat and we made fat to be bad. We've replaced it with sugar, processed sugar. And now it's in 70% of all food. And specifically in America, even more than here, or it's changing here, it's the fructose, which is part of sucrose, which is the sugar. It's become embedded in 70% of all processed foods. Mm, so it's not just avoiding the drink. Right. People just have no concept, including myself, that how much sugar you're actually eating every day. Okay, so the World Health Organization recommendations mm -hmm. for children is three teaspoons a day, for women, six, and for men, nine teaspoons. Now, how much do you think is in a can of regular soda, a small can? Regular soda? 20-something 20, 20 teaspoons. Wow. Amazing. You see what I'm saying? And that's not yeah. counting yogurt, low-fat yogurt that you think is healthy. It's not counting tomato sauce or um, ketchup or um, these are the big items, top 10 items of high levels of sugar. So um, I'm telling you this because sugar is not just the calorie count. Mm -hmm. It's actually hidden properties, which is probably the bit that resonated with you when you heard my podcast um, because I don't think people hear that bit they think it's just a calorie count and, oh, it's only this many calories, it's okay. But it's got tons of hidden properties and the body can't handle it and it activates the brain in a way that makes it highly addictive and it makes you hungry so you want to eat more of other types of bad food. Interesting. Okay. So if you work out and then you reward yourself with a frappuccino, for example, that frappuccino, the calories in that, actually, because it's from sugar, actually get stored in your body in a way that means you need to work out another week or two just to burn off that one frappuccino or that one drink that one drink you rewarded yourself with by working out and people do this all the time right they have these gatorades these kids are getting gatorade i mean i, I don't want to name brands but they're getting these energy drinks 
on fields and the kids have just run around for 45 minutes and they haven't run around all day, right? In our day, you'd run around all day. Exactly. And then we're giving them these drinks afterwards because we think because it's been sold to us that they need them and they just don't at all, not even a little bit. They need to run around for another, you know, eight hours or something <laughs> to be right. able to get that drink. <laughs> well, Dr. Bartlett, what would you say to the people who have used energy, you know, to get their, their sugar high? Or sugar, yes. to get their sugar high, for example. You know, there's some people that they have that addiction and yes. they're they're used to having a Coca-Cola a day. Yeah, and they yeah, don't yeah. think anything of it. Like, what can they uh, substitute with that? Well, they have to just start by taking one, like, try it slowly. It's like any addiction. You've got to start reducing. Oh, first of all, really honestly, um, and you'll see this in all my podcasts, the only thing that drives change is to one, become aware of it, to be really honest, like to go right back to real basics. I can give you the whole strategy about neuroplasticity and how to rewire the brain, but that honestly doesn't happen until people are actually aware. Mm. So what you're doing by putting this energy out there is helping raise awareness first. Right. So that's the beauty of podcasts now, isn't it? Honestly, I love yes. them because we can get free information to people that never get this information unless it costs them a fortune. And this is free information for people. And even if we hit one out of a thousand brains, minds, bodies, I'm good with that. And honestly, I'd love to say, do this and do that and do this. But that's what you're about, right? That's what your business right. is about. <laughs> what I'm about is education, knowledge and raising all boats. And that's my thing that I've come to after this. I've been studying the brain for 30 years. I coach people and I give public lectures. And the only change that happens is when people have full intention to make those changes. I can tell you a million things, but nothing's going to go in. So the first step, everyone, is just to spend one day noticing how much sugar is in what you're consuming because you'll have no idea. And you're going to be absolutely shocked. Okay, so how do you work that out? Because what they do is they hide it on the back of the products in grams, right? Right. Yeah. And or whatever. And people are like, that. How do you translate it, that into something visual? So this beautiful woman who's in my podcast, she's called the Sugar Countess, and she's helping people in the Pacific Island, Pacific Islanders, um, where this is a big struggle because all of these products are now being sold into the Pacific Islands and places where they never had access to these kind of crazy and obesity has become such a huge problem that it has the largest dialysis hospital in New Zealand. Wow. The largest dialysis hospital in the world is in New Zealand, which is a small country. Right. So that, why is that? Because of diabetes, mm -hmm. which takes out your kidneys, which means you now have to have dialysis. Okay, so what they do is they go into the community. I want to share this with your audience because it's a really simple strategy but absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. So how do you know how much sugar you're actually having? What's a teaspoon, right? So they take a bucket of sugar. And they say, okay, they hold up the can of soda. We'll just start with soda because it's really easy to visualize. You now visualize a bag of sugar. Now take a teaspoon and take 32 of those teaspoons and put it into a cup. That's what you're consuming in one can. 32. 32 in the cans that have been sold into these island communities. Wow. 
because it's a different type of soda. It's not even the regular ones. It's called Stars. And um, some of the children were having three a day. What did I say the recommendation is? Three teaspoons a day. That's 90. These children are enormous and they're dying from diabetes and they're not, not even like fully grown yet. So, and as I told you, what, what have I studied? How it changes the physical structure of the brain. Right. You know, we're getting pre-diabetes now. We never had that before. And it's sugar is just one component of that. I want to make that clear. Processed food is another, you know, high fat food and things like that. So I'm not, I don't want to scare people because people, it's just because people aren't going to make changes just because we say so, are they? Right. But it, isn't it lovely? Even like what I've noticed, I call it planting seeds. That's what you're doing. We're just planting seeds together and those seeds blossom into beautiful trees. Right. And, Absolutely. and thank you so much um, for reaching out and listening to the podcast and doing this to help people because it's really important. We've got to save people. Because they're not even aware because we actually think, you know, everything's really healthy, right. don't we? we and do. that we trust people selling us stuff, mm -hmm. don't we? I mean, I did that and I've been studying the brain for 30 years and I'm medically trained and I'm a pharmacist and everything. And I was doing it, you know. So I'm very passionate about this because I, I want to tell the audience one thing that happened for me. Um, because I was running a big lab and raising children, I got very unhealthy and overweight myself and I stopped exercising and all of that. Even with running for marathons, I didn't cut down all my sugar. Excuse me for one second. No problem. I just want to turn off the... Um, I didn't cut down my sugar, right? And then I discovered all this through my own research in my lab, watching the, animal, watching the change in the brain. Uh -huh. And then I, start, I just started taking down sugar myself. I actually got my appetite back. I got my waist back. Wow. So it wasn't the marathon running and all the, the physical endurance and high intensity that you were doing? It was definitely helped. Definitely helped. Without that, I wouldn't have got my waist back. Right. But I had, I had slimmed down from running for sure because you, you definitely need cardio fitness because right. it stimulates new brain cells, new hair cells. It keeps you young and healthy. And we need to support our skeleton. As we're getting older, particularly at my age group, you really need to be doing what you're doing. You need to do serious strength training and cardio. Not crazy, but just enough to support your skeletal structure and keep you standing strong and healthy and your muscles vibrant. And that's without a doubt because that also, that also modifies your ability to handle sugar. Right. What I'm saying is if you do all of that but you're still maintaining that food those foods that you love and you're rewarding yourself because you're working out and you think it's okay because I'm working out, I'm telling you we're not going to get take down the visceral fat cells because that energy from those foods, especially as you get older with hormonal changes, gets stored in these specific cells that they call fat cells and they multiply like cancer cells and they're stored in your stomach and your thigh, especially for women as we're going through getting older and older. Your age group's different, but it doesn't matter. It all adds up over time. Right. So by taking out the sugar combined with the cardio and standing more, like I made a number of changes. So standing instead of sitting more, like I'm standing right now, right. talking to you, that because you need the blood flow. There's a lot of ingredients, but I'm telling you, when I took out the sugar mm -hmm. from my diet, not completely, 
doesn't have to be complete, but became aware of it. That's when I got my appetite back. I, got, I, I felt full again after eating. I'd lost that ability. Um, and I also got my waistline back. And I hadn't had it for 10 years because of having children and stressful job and eating the wrong foods and, and eating large amount of food too. Right. You know, all of those little things that we know. But I'm just telling you, taking out sugar just helps it. It's, it's like a catalyst. It makes it easier to sustain these things we're trying to sustain. Like, how do I keep people in your program? How do we keep people exercising, right? Exactly. Yeah, if, they, if they're taking those bad foods, it makes them not want to show up the next day because it actually stresses out the brain and makes you feel stuck, even right. though you don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, and it's a cycle. And then suddenly the motivation returns at a later date. They come to me. This is from my experience. They come to me. Then they get stressed out again over something yes. and they fall off and they yep. come up and it's just like one continuous cycle. So you totally. and I both know what the problem is. We so, do. And so what we've got to do is how do we work together? This exactly. is so important because this is people's life. Right. And life is so precious. And when you do this, you feel so vital and alive and, and your brain gets clearer and the sky gets bluer and the trees get greener, even in these bad times that where we always try and divide each other. I just don't believe in that. I believe in the middle way. And um, I believe in people being healthy, strong and happy. And this is the first steps to that journey. And it is a journey. It is up and down. And you do fall off, but it's okay. You can get back up immediately. And, but it doesn't happen without awareness. And I've, right. and I've coached so many people and, and they don't get that. And what I've seen through my podcast and me interviewing these amazing people that have made huge changes, it has to come from the inside. It has to come from the inside. You and I can do everything in our power to coach and mentor, um, but one, it's not until it's hit their DNA that I've discovered the real change really sustains for a long time it, because we're, we're, we're trying to help people make a life change, a lifestyle change. Right. This is and not I'm so glad. I'm so glad you mentioned DNA, by the way, because Definitely. In your podcast, we, we, should, we should talk about that if we have time. I don't know how much time you have. Oh, but multi yeah, plenty multi-generational trauma right you mentioned trauma that's and why i was people, very surprised that's why no yes but that's why that's why we're addicted to things totally that's the reason so as you know i became a neuroscientist because my sister got a very bad mental illness and she ended up dying in 2006 um, from her illness um, um she took her own life right? Because it was very bad. She got diagnosed with schizophrenia and she was treated so poorly with a straitjacket and everything in the late 80s. Okay, so I've been on a journey ever since traveling the world to try and understand how the brain works. And so what I'm telling your audience is I've learned, I've done everything. I'm medically trained. I've developed drugs. Um, but the neuroplasticity piece is the key to change. And they need mentors like yourself and me and others it, we need at least four mentors to, on this journey to help drive the change. Yeah. Now, let's talk about trauma. So what I discovered after 25 years, I was studying alcohol and sugar and gambling and, you know, workaholism. We all have something, right? The root cause is actually the way trauma got embedded into the brain's wiring multiple generations ago. Mm, we just discovered this year that's not just your genetic blueprint or the way the genes are modified. 
it's also in micro RNAs. Right. And because we have brain imaging technology, I can actually take the brain out for the first time and show you what we're talking about. And that's powerful. Just like when you're showing someone's body change, right? How powerful is that? They can see it. They can feel it. But we can't show the brain. So that when they're making these changes by staying with you, by staying, pushing through the discomfort, getting up in the morning, setting their morning routine, um, they can't see the change in the brain. Do you know what I mean? We can't show it to them. Um, They can feel it sort of. um, And they get these positive reinforcements by people saying, oh, my God, your skin looks great. Oh, my God, your body's like you get all these compliments, right, as you start on this journey because you just look better, you feel better, you're happy, you're smiling. Um, But the problem is many people fall off because um, everyone's got a different history. Some people's trauma that's been embedded is much greater than other people. And so I, so I'm, uh, they can go to my podcast. I talk a lot about this because this is what I'm really excited about because this is the root cause. And so unless we use neuroplasticity to really tap into that root cause and change that, we'll always fall off the bandwagon because we're not aware of it. It's another thing, right? You get aware of the sugar, but you're not even aware of your trauma. And it's not about going into it. It's not about going into it. You will never find out the reasons. Right. You'll never find out. You will only know yours. <laughs> You'll know a bit of your parents, but you will not know like aunties and uncles and like from the 15th century. <laughs> and so so we can spend some time, people can go and sort out some of that, but at some point you've just got to draw a line in the sand and say, right, done, I'm going to make the change. And this is why I love David Goggins. He's my little mentor. Oh, yes. Can't hurt yes. me. Love, love him. him. Love him. I love him. <laughs> Love you, David Goggin. Um, that's Another me. runner, by the way. Well, he he is. If your audience is interested, in, if I don't know, I'm sure they've listened to "Can't Hurt Me." On it's the best audio book I've ever listened to, ever. Full wow. stop. Ever, because it's a pot. It's an audio book. It's a it's a show. It's an interview with him. He is. I hope you could get him on your show. He's amazing. You know what? Try I am going, going to. Show. Yes. Because get him on your show that, and, I'll, I'll let him know that you recommended him <laughs> yes yes and I'd love to talk to him one day too I haven't I just follow him and listen to him but he's he's my I do what he does but he's my role model because he's an example of what it takes to rewire from trauma mm, yes yes he's definitely had a very traumatic life but every, well. I'm telling you everyone has mm. I'm telling you every single person on this planet has. And we've discovered that all mental health problems, because you know I've been on a journey to understand it, right? Right. All mental health problems, nearly anxiety, depression, addiction, come from that place. Well, you know, we're living in, a, in an environment and a society where those things aren't really targeted. They're not addressed. You know, you mentioned how Kaiser, Kaiser had a study and it developed yeah. all the trauma and then they pulled out of the study. So how-, they, how I don't think so. I think they kept this, it's, I mean, honestly, it's they- Or not the Kaiser, I'm sorry, the, the people, the people that, oh. that lost oh, the yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, but, uh, but, but what they did was they pulled out because it, they got lost the weight, but then they reinvented the study. It's called the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study and Nadine Burke in the Bay Area there, she's got a center all dedicated to this in, in the Bay, Bay Water, is it? Um, is that the right area? Bay, Bay Area in the Bay. Yeah, but in, there's, a, there's an area in San Francisco where she set up this amazing clinic to do counselling 
around the ACES science oh, okay. to help people. So she's got everyone on your audience. She's got an amazing TED talk. Her name's Nadine Burke, oh. and she talks all about this. So basically, um, Kaiser did this study with the CDC, and it's been replicated around the world. And from my own point of view of studying the brain, the brain's evolved over millions of years. And so negative stuff goes into the brain at a faster rate than positive things, just, just because it, our brain's job is to keep us alive. Right. So it's really good at doing that. So, so then if you add poverty and environments that are very toxic, mm. that just stimulates that part of the brain even greater. Right. right? right. That's why the brain's really clever, right? We're all still alive. So it doesn't like all that toxic stress. So what does it do? It's got a way of cancelling it out and that's called addiction because addiction drives the release of beautiful hormones. Dope, they're not dopamine, serotonin, things that counteract the stress. Right. So I call it the brain scales of justice. And the brain's always balancing that. So the more stress you have, the more it's going to balance it with um, things that like toxic food, sugar, alcohol, um, lashing out for some people, drug addiction for others. And it all depends on, and people aren't even aware of how their brain's been wired in that direction, right? And people aren't even aware that those two things go together because right. they're all separated in time by years and years and years. Right. And so this is why I'm so, came out of my research lab, give all these lectures now, because when you understand that and you've been studying like I have, it's like a crystal light bulb goes off in your brain and then you're just like, oh, my God. And then I understood it for my sister. I understand it for my brother, myself. And then I made all the changes, right, because I did a David Goggins. Because I don't believe you have to have a lot of trauma to do a David Goggins. I think even someone with a small amount. Um, right. Ageing is stressful. Ageing is stressful. So this is something we all need to be doing and understand. So I call it raising all boats. Education and knowledge and awareness is the first step for us to raise all boats. And now then the word of mouth will spread, in my view, because people are going to feel better. And it just takes time and people are going, like, for instance, I say to your audience right now, put, put your arms up in the air. You too. Go on. Me too. Okay. You too. Pause. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah. Up in the air. Shoulders <laughs> right back. Hands on your hip. You see the beautiful smile you have. <laughs> and don't you feel better. Now, Absolutely. why do you feel better? You just trained your amygdala. So that's the mm. part of the brain where the trauma's wired into. Mm. So you just biohacked your own brain. And so that's the things I like to teach people is these little simple tools that drive big change, but you have to remember how to, you have to remember to do it. And that's where the coaches, the mentors come in. It's like keeping people on the bike right. because some trauma, honestly, is so huge and it's over so many generations and, and the environments are not supporting these changes. But it's slowly changing. Look at this. Look at you and me. Look how we met. Well, we have ever met before. Never. Never. And that's what I love about, like, I know technology is bad for some, but I honestly believe it's, I like to tap into the beauty of technology. And I hope you and I and our voices reach some beautiful people today that yeah. are dying to make a change and don't think they can unless, one, they can sign up for a gym or, two, they can they can't afford this or they can't get good food and how can they do that? And it's too hard and they've got four jobs and, you know, I understand all of that, but you can lift your arms up right now, push your shoulders back and take a big, deep breath. 
The other thing I can tell you, when you wake up every morning, and I know many of the people you were working with, I know they're very grateful people. I know that for sure. So, but what they've got to remind themselves of, as soon as they wake up in the morning, just think of three things they're grateful for, no matter what's going on, and connect into that really deep higher power. And what it does from a brain perspective, it sets the brain up to start to look for only good things. Now, that sounds really simple, but it's actually true from a neuroscience perspective. And what you're, what you're slowly doing, and it takes time because trauma doesn't go out. What went in for millions of years doesn't come out overnight. Sorry about that. Right. <laughs> Darn. I'm it's really not a microwave sorry. fix for us, huh? <laughs> I know. I'm really sorry about that. I really love to relieve all suffering like right now. Right. I, I'm trying, but it just doesn't work, as you know, right? Right, they, exactly. They join you and they love you and then... They're like, yes, I'm here, I'm here. And then like, where are they? <laughs> you got that right, yes. Oh my God, it's so frustrating. You know what but this anyway. reminds me of really quickly? Sorry to interrupt, yeah. but you mentioned in your podcast how laughter is yes. a, a, yes. a remedy or a yes. replacement. But what about the people For that they, they have laughter along with the yeah. wine and along with the yeah. things that go along with it, like the wine induces the laughter? How can they just yes. separate the two? They're the same thing, right? Because when you're on purpose and you're doing what you're meant to do, like I can tell that you are on purpose. I can feel your beautiful energy. I am not even near you, but I can feel you. Like we're all connected. Right. And right now our mirror neurons, which are in the front part of our brain, are activating each other. So yes. when you smile at me, I smile at you. It's a reflex. Right. So the more you smile at people in your day, and that starts from how you feel about yourself, right? Everything comes from the inside. Right. So that even no matter what's happening around you, you are in complete control of your insides. No one can change that. And we've got so much evidence for that. People have been wow. in Holocaust camps, right? The right. ones that were, were taking it from the inside, not just thinking about how bad it was. Right. They survived and they were happy and they went on to report, you know, they wrote books about this, right? It doesn't get much worse in my view than being in a gas, about to go into a gas chamber in some sense, surrounded by people that have already been. Right. I mean, it does get, I mean, and I understand there's a lot of trauma and there's a lot of injustice and there's a lot of everything in the world. Um, but one thing you can do to make a huge difference is change the inside of yourself because it will change epigenetically your children for three generations going forward. So these changes, if they come and exercise with you or they actually listen to what we're saying and make one little change, like start to become aware of how much sugar they're eating, right? that will change their children and their grandchildren and their grandchildren. Wow. Epigenetically. I'm not joking. Just you and I being together today is going to have a is going to make a small change that'll have a flow-on effect that we won't necessarily see right but we came together for a reason and i know that for sure so we're more powerful whatever, than we think than we know of miles by like by infinite mile infinite mm. miles mm -hmm. infinite miles so inside your brain is a billions of circuits and trillions of synapses so they can be changed and modified right now just by putting your arms up. Mm. You, you know remind I mean? me you of this book that I read just this past weekend called The Power of Now. 
I don't know if you've yes, heard that Yes, that's Eckhart um, Tolle. Yeah. So he's into uh, tapping into, uh, play, like, he's, it's, it's very similar in the sense that um, what he's describing is all of our constructs that we have of ourselves is a conditioned learning response. Yes. So our yeah. brain has learnt, just like we've learnt, like traumas come into us, we've also learned who we are. We've been told who we are, right? It's called conditioning. Yes. Uh -huh. And you really buy into that. What, what, that's why I love David Goggins. He's in another example, right? Right. Oh, that was who he thought. He had all this conditioning. Uh -huh. And then he, one day he got in the swimming pool and he just kept going and he kept going and he kept going and he reconditioned his whole, look at him now. Uh -huh. He's a different person. And all of us, you don't have to be David Goggins. His is a very extreme example, but you can be somewhere like just be, he, you can just go and work out with you for a few days right. and you're doing the same thing and you and your kids are watching you and you're mentoring and you're going to make a change for your kids so they can have a better life. And I, I just highly believe that each of us have the capacity to make big difference. And I've seen it for myself and I've seen it for my own family and you can break the chain. You don't have to, you can teach an old dog new tricks and you can break the chain from the past, but you have to want to do it. It has to come from inside you. I can't make you do it and you can't make someone do it, but we can help, we can mentor, we can coach when they're willing. Right. So I, I believe you'll always get the students to you when they're ready. Do for I mean? sure, for sure. My Sorry, I'm very passionate about this. You, you know what? You are, and I'll be honest with you. I had all these questions prepared. It's like, oh, I need to ask her this, and I need to ask her that. You've done a fine job of answering all of them before I even asked because of your compassion and passion. Yeah, so thank yeah, you am, for that. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I just love people, and I don't like to see people suffering unnecessarily. Oh, my goodness. And, um, I've been doing this for a long time, and even though my sister passed, she's very much with me, and um, she's here. Um, trying to help everyone understand that yes it's hard i call it i call it, it the simple things that we just talked about are simple yes. but they're not easy to implement right. and they're not easy to implement because we're breaking the chain of of centuries and millions of years of evolution and conditioning and and it's okay we're safe right. it's just the next step in evolution right. that's how i see it now i'm not so like hard on it anymore i used to get really upset about it all i'm like oh it's so unfair and right. that's so wrong and but now i'm like no we're just all on a journey and we do what we do and the people that want to listen will listen and they'll follow if they want to mm -hmm. um and anyway you're doing a great job um thank you. helping people thank you. thank you so much i really i'm really uh want to thank you so much oh, for doing absolutely. that absolutely and where and then, um, where can people, where can the audience find more information in terms of books that yeah, you've so, written or um, other podcasts? Yeah, so I have, I'm a, sci I'm a professor, so I have a lot of science papers, but I've written stuff for public audience called Smashing Mindsets. It's called, you know, Reinventing Your Life mm -hmm. on a softer version of David Goggins. <laughs> right. I'm not as hard ass as right. he, yeah. um, but I love him because I think he's just a, such a shining example of what we're talking. Like you can't deny it when you like you just can't he no one can deny it so anyway i have a website it's called selenab.com s-e-l-e-n-a-b.com okay. and i just released my first podcast and it's called shining mind 
um, S-H-I-N-I-N-G Mind. And uh, it's on Apple, it's on Spotify, it's on iHeartRadio. And um, I'm doing it all myself um, because I want to give this information in different ways so people can take it and take their time to listen to it. No one knows they're listening to it. That's what I love about this too. It's very private right? Um, and free too. You know, hey, that's the, amazing. People love that. I'm going to put that free. <laughs> yeah, of course. And that's how it should be too, because our brains are our own. Um, and then I think I'm going to put your, this on my podcast as well, because I, I love talking to you and you're a beautiful person. Oh, and you. that, that combination of energy um, really matters because yes. it creates a different energy, which reaches different types of people. Yes, absolutely. Very important. And I'm so grateful that you reached out to me. Um, really, really grateful. And um, uh, and anyway, that's the main places. And I have uh, books on Amazon that they can find. And they're very simple. I have them in audio and uh, Kindle. So you can get all different price points. Okay. So it's pretty... Um, easy to access the okay. cheapest easiest is my podcast <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it well dr bartlett it has been an absolute pleasure having you on this show i agree with you 100 percent about the energies connecting and it just it feels wonderful and i'm excited to have this out to my audience as well as yours so thank you again yes. for everything thank you and thank you for everything you do i'm so proud of you thank you Yes, and my editor and I are going to get started on some homework, and that's get David Goggins on the show. Please. Can, then can, you get it, can you get him on my show too, please? I sure will. I sure will. <laughs> All right. Thank you again. Yeah, you take be, care. Now, that will be a demonstration, won't it? Yes, for sure. Yeah, see if all of our energies connect. <laughs> all right. You take care. I'll, I'll be talking to you soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, uh, that's my game, how you seen, uh, it was about five minutes ago, oh.